My work actually started as a photographer really by chance. I have a journalism degree from Northwestern University and along the way I picked up a camera just to augment my writing. And a long time ago when I was just starting my career, I started working with a camera and I found this magic that was going on between me and the world that I did not know was there. It was quite a surprise to me. So the opening of my career as a freelance photographer in Oregon, where I had moved from Chicago, was as a nature photographer, beautiful nature, uh, photographing the old growth forests and the seacoast and so forth. And I, I was interested in science, but it was not a big part of that part of my career. And what happened to me was I was reminded by, of nature's power by the eruption of Mount St. Helens in 1980, an amazing event. I was quite close to the mountain, but not as you can see, I was not damaged by it. I'm here today. And uh, the, the eruption cloud and the, uh, the ash storm that, that incurred there was so amazing to me. And I realized that there was news. I began, uh, sent my pictures to New York publishers and my pictures appeared in Smithsonian and Time Magazine. And, and suddenly I was back in the journalism business. I decided to do a project on climate change because at one particular trip to Alaska, I was in the wilderness one day, and when I flew out of the wilderness, I passed through Prudhoe Bay, which is where we drill for oil up there. And I had heard about climate change a little bit, and these two elements of the wilderness that was being affected by the changing atmosphere and the place where we drill oil, it all began to come together for me. But I could see that no one was really covering it as a photographer, for, for sure. So I decided to start contacting scientists as I had been doing for my other work as a photojournalist. Many people don't even understand today how many people are already affected by it, especially people on the coastlines and in Alaska, the Alaska native villages and islands in the Pacific. So uh, I raised money myself, mostly small donations, and put it together with trips I was making. And it took me about six and a half years to complete um, a tour to 22 countries, all seven continents of where climate change is happening and where scientists are, are, are working on it. And that became the basis of the book. I've known Lynn Cherry for uh, 12 years now, and we have often talked about doing a book about global warming. We weren't sure how to approach it. Most of her books, of course, are done in her own hand with her own illustrations. But we, we saw that the elements that I had put together of research of the scientists made a basis of talking to kids about the work of scientists, what scientists really do, how much fun it is in the field, and a little bit of their personality. And that's what we started with. And then Lynn was able to bring in stories from some of the teachers that she knew or met about how they were already teaching about climate change. And so we have both the, the inspiration and the adventure of the scientists put together with some real life stories of how kids have learned about climate and put it to use in their own schools and neighborhoods. And we got a book contract and it came together very rapidly once we had those elements in place. Well, Gary was going around the world photographing evidence of climate change. He'd been a photographer for Life, National Geographic, Discover, and as he was going around the world he found these, this evidence of climate change and felt that he really needed to document it. And when I saw the, the book evolving, I thought this really needs to be a book for younger kids so that they and their parents will understand climate change. One of the things that we thought we really should, trans that we should translate for our readers was, what is science? How do scientists do science? And so we have this part in the book where we say that it's not just someone's opinion, that they need evidence, that they need to you know, they have a hypothesis and then they have to figure out how to, to uh, 
find the answers to these you know, hypotheses and so finding evidence. Well, in the book, we talk about the different scientists doing the science and then it just happened that we had a, a parallel story of the kids actually doing that science, either on their own or in the classroom, for almost every scientific discovery that's being presented in the book. And then these stories about kids who really care about the changing climate and want to do something about it. And so um, kids, for example, are recycling in their schools and reducing their carbon footprints that way. And there was a, there's a story of a school in Vermont where they had an air quality monitor in the school and they got the data from that air quality monitor. And they took that data to the school board and found that there was elevated CO2 and carbon dioxide in the school. And they then got school buses. They got, they got, they got school buses to stop idling in front of the school. And then they went to the state legislature you know, and presented their data. And so what was really exciting was that I realized that, that kids taking data, learning the scientific method, that basically data was like a language and that with this, science, this new language of science that kids could join in the debate. They could, they could take this data and they could participate in, um, in working to reduce CO2 in the environment because it gives them the language of science. Well, as you know, I have a whole body of work on the environment and when I do, anytime I do a book, I'm asking myself, what with this information can kids do to make the world a better place. So whether it's saving a rainforest or cleaning up a river. In this case, with, um, with this new book, I felt that kids needed to be talking to their parents about reducing the carbon dioxide that they are responsible for putting into the atmosphere. I think kids, speaking from the heart, saying, are we even on your list of priorities? Do you, know, do you love us? Do you care about the world you're leaving us? I think that kids can really motivate their, their parents and um, their schools and their communities and their states. The fact that the book is so focused on citizen science I think will absolutely motivate kids to be interested in science but also provide teachers a way to teach science in a way that's really engaging, that's really relevant and especially in the case of global climate change absolutely crucial to their, the future of life on this planet.